0: good to have hannah's family with us today the skaggs family yeah we're glad you're here today and those of you who may be visiting with us we're we're glad someone pointed out to me this morning that the Sadler family was visiting with us today pastor and his wife and i said no they've been coming for several weeks they just decided to change sides today they've been sitting on this side And they decided to go to this side. So, I mean, you can divide it up however you want to, but we're just glad you're here and glad you're in the Lord's house this morning. Praise the Lord. He is good, that's for sure. So today I want to talk to you for a few moments about um, something that I'm calling the rhythm of praise. How many of you know that our lives have, have a rhythm to them? I talked a couple of weeks ago about how important it is for us to get into the rhythm of God uh, and move as He is moving and, and direct our paths. Because He's directing ours, we should direct ours to follow Him. So this whole idea of rhythm has been stuck in my brain for the last uh, few weeks. And today I just wanted to talk to you about creating a rhythm of praise in our lives. God has raised us up to be people of praise. You know that, right? Uh, he, it is not his will for us to be down and discouraged and frustrated and, and out of sorts. It's his will that we have his praises that just flow from our being and flow from our mouths. Today I want to talk about that for just a little bit. And uh, we're going to see if we can't see a transformation that takes place in our lives and we would be become people of praise. Pray with me at this time that the Lord would use me to minister today the Word of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the joy of the Lord. That is our strength. Thank you, Lord, that while not everything is always happy in our lives, we can always experience the joy. And Lord, I pray today as we turn to your Word that you'll help me to speak effectively that you will help me to say what needs to be said, that we will connect with it, that we will apply it to our lives, and that this week will be very different for many of us as we we change our focus from the problems that we have in our lives and the difficulties that we may be facing to a place of praise and thanksgiving. So, Lord, just use us today. Let us receive your word, Father, as it comes to us. In Jesus' name amen and amen. Praise the Lord. When we came in this morning, I heard several of you say, do you hear it, Pastor? And I said, what? I said, is the, you know, is the heat running or is, is there a buzz in the sound system or what is it? And they said, it's the buzz. The buzz is here today. I like to talk about the buzz around here because the buzz is is when everybody comes into the house of the Lord and we're talking and we're yapping and we're just fellowshipping with one another and there's just a a real hum or a buzz that exists within the body of Christ. This has been one of those mornings where people just came in and you've been buzzing with the goodness of God. Amen. I love being in the house of the Lord when we have come to praise Him and honor Him. So today, let's talk about this thing called the rhythm of praise. In our daily faith journey, praise plays a significant role in our lives. If we are absent praise in our mindset, then we can easily find ourselves discouraged and frustrated and down and out. And we must learn to have a place where praise can take its place in our lives. Now, much has been said through the years of what many theologians called the big three. The big three is thanksgiving and praise and worship. And the reason they're referred to as the big three is because they mesh together. They come together when we are thankful and when we are full of praise, it's easy to worship in those moments. But if we're not careful, we can use the big three to kind of uh, create an atmosphere where we're we're hoping something will come to us. We give God thanks because we want to be blessed. We give God praise because we want to be blessed. We worship him because we want to be blessed. And how many of you know that when we have a thankful heart and when we praise the Lord and when we are truly engaged in worship, we will be blessed for that. But if we use the big three to manipulate the situation so that God will do something for us, then it devalues our thankfulness. It devalues our praise. And it devalues our worship because it's all about us rather than being all about him. And how many of you know thanksgiving and praise and worship is all about him and all about who he is? It's true we'll be blessed when we have that kind of mindset, but that should not be our motivation. Is just to be blessed ourselves. When we truly know God as he is and for who he is and for what he does, we can't help but be grateful and thankful and full of praise because he is a good God. Am I telling you the truth today? He is a good, good God. So it has been said that Praise is a human-generated expression of of appreciation to God for who he is and what he does. Let me say that again. Praise is a human-generated expression of appreciation to God for who he is and what he does. Praise acknowledges and exalts God's attributes his character and his deeds recognizing his greatness his goodness and his love amen did you catch that part about how that praise is generated by the human you know i think sometimes we think that god just just throws it on us and we can't help ourselves and and that he makes us say things and make makes us clap our hands and lift our hands and all that. But that's not true at all. Praise is generated within the heart of the human being. And so if we want to give praise to God, we have to be the ones who, who take the time to generate the thought process and allow it to come forth as praise in our lives. So I would ask you this morning, how many of you, how, how long has it been since you just made up your mind, I'm going to praise the Lord today? I may not feel like it, it may not seem like the appropriate time, it may not seem like things are going well enough in my life to be full of praise, but listen, if we wait for the right moment and the right feeling, it may not ever come. But what I want you to see today is that when we generate expressions of worship and praise unto God, it will change our circumstances and change our lives, amen? So let's talk about it. What does the Bible have to say about praise? First Chronicles chapter 16, verses 25 through 27. It says, For the Lord is great, and he is greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. For all the gods and all the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his Place The Psalms talks a lot about praise. And in chapter 34, verse 1, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise will continually be on my lips. Psalm chapter 100, in verse 4, says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courtyards with praise. Give thanks to him, and bless his name. Psalm chapter 150 and verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. How many of you are breathing today? Then you should be praising the Lord. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 says, Through him then, let's continually, will you say continually, Amen. offer up sacrifices of praise unto God. That is the fruit of the lips praising his name. In other words, the writer of Hebrews says that we should constantly and continually be lifting up praise to him. There should never be a moment or a day, no matter how difficult or how hard our circumstances, that we cannot find a reason to lift him up and give him praise. He is worthy. Why don't you just praise him right now? So, the first thing I want to talk to you about is the invitation to praise. Psalm chapter 150, verse 6, and we just read it says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I thought about that this week, and I thought about an old donkey out in the field that has breath. Old donkey can praise the Lord. An old salamander, if it's breathing, has air coming in, coming out, can give praise to God. The birds of the trees, if they're breathing and if they have breath in their lungs, they can give praise to the Lord. The scripture even tells us that that the plant life, It's taking in the air that is around. It can give praise unto the Lord. But let me tell you something today. There's nobody that can give praise to God like a blood-bought child of God who is born again and filled with the Spirit of God. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to let anything in nature take my place when it comes to giving God the praise that he is rightfully deserving of. We all have a place of praise in our lives. Don't we have a wonderful praise team that leads us? They do. they do a great job, and I enjoy listening to them when they sing and they lead us in praise. But they're not the only ones that are assigned to praise. They're not the only ones. I love our Sundays, our our teachers, our leaders, Matt and Becca, do such a wonderful job, and they they are leaders among us that do a wonderful job. But listen, you don't have to work in children's church or work in the youth department or do something else in order to praise the Lord. If you're breathing check, put your hand up there and see if there's anything coming out, then you need to be praising the Lord. You are one of the select ones in the kingdom of God who has been anointed and assigned to give praise to Almighty God. So accept the invitation. Did you ever get an invitation from somebody on Facebook to be their friend? And you thought, eh, I don't really know. You know, if I want to be their friend, I, I mean, I could if I have to be. You know, I don't really because I know how they are in real life. And it's like I don't know if I want that in my space, 24 hours a day, and all that. And it's like somehow we just just swipe right on past the invitation. We don't invite them, or they've invited us, but we don't accept the invitation. What I'm trying to tell you today is we've all been invited to a holy place called praise. God himself has invited us by his word to come into his presence and to give him praise and glorify his name. So when we accept the invitation, how does that impact us? What's the impact of praise? Well, there are a few things I want to mention to you today about this. First of all, I want you to see that praise shifts our focus. How many of you have ever caught yourself being locked in on something that was negative? Locked in on something that just discouraged you or depressed you or, to be quite honest, when you made you just downright mad at somebody or angry with somebody and you just got locked in. And, and when you got locked in, you just couldn't get yourself out of that mindset. And you just, you, just, you just live there in that moment. And you just can't get away from it. I mean, it seems like for days on end, you're locked in on the very same thing that you've been locked in on for weeks and months. And, and maybe some of you, it's been a lifelong journey of being locked in on negativity. Well, can I tell you that Jesus Christ can change that in us when we begin to praise him and glorify him, then it will change our focus. Psalm 34, verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise will always be on my lips. So when we choose to praise, it will absolutely change our focus. One of the great stories in Scripture that we know Bill, I'm getting ready to change because I can't hear myself, so I'm going to this one. Number eight, give you a minute to check up with me. Are you there? I'm going to turn this one off. Okay, can you hear me? Praise the Lord, I can can hear me. Paul and Silas in a jail at midnight. They were in a foul, nasty mood. How many of you know that? Their bodies were aching. Their bodies were hurting. They were frustrated with their situation. But late in the midnight hour, we Pentecostal preachers like to say that because there are a lot of good things that happen late in the midnight hour. In that place where it seems like there's no hope, in that place where it seems like nobody cares, when it seems like that there's no hope for the future, in those midnight hours... The thing that will change it and move the focus to God and His glory and His power is when we just begin to praise Him. And the Bible says that they started singing and glorifying God in that prison cell in the midnight hour, and all of a sudden their praise initiated a miracle from the heavenlies. How many of you need a miracle today? Can I see your hands? Let me just tell you that your praise when generated from your spirit has the ability to change your focus and initiate a miracle in your life. But you're never going to get a miracle if all you do is sit around and talk about how bad things are and how it's hopeless and and how that you just don't know if you're going to make it or not. Well, if you maintain that attitude, uh, then you're never going to make it. But if you decide that this is the day that I'm going to change my focus and I'm going to change this situation by praise that flows out of my spirit uh, and it is going to change the focus of my life. Some of us just need to focus on praise and let it shift us from where we have been to where we need to be. Secondly, praise produces strength and joy. How many of you feel spiritually weak today? How many of you just feel like you've lost your joy? How many of you just feel like you're barely getting by? How many of you long for the days and the moments when you are strong in faith, Those moments when you call upon the name of the Lord and he heard you and he delivered you and he set you free. But it's been a long time since anything like that has happened in your life. Let me tell you, praise will unleash strength and joy in your life. It will cause you to start feeling strong again. If all you do is just say, I don't know man, I feel weak in soul i I feel weak in spirit i I don't know if God is or if God can i just i don't know you know after a while we just start feeling weak and we just start feeling like we're not going to make it and 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 just you know hope is gone, but when you just start praising the Lord, when you start giving him glory and honoring him, the Bible says in second or first chronicles sixteen and twenty two splendor and majesty are before him strength and joy are in his place if strength and joy are where he is then i would suggest to you it's time for you to leave where you are and go to where he is so that you can walk into the presence of his majesty and his glory and his strength amen strength and joy Psalm 28, verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength. He is my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart exalts, and with my song, I shall thank him. We need to sing some songs of praise unto the Lord and let him receive our praise. The next thing I want to point out to you is that when you put on a spirit of praise, it will move us nearer to God. How many of you feel like you're a mile away from God? How many of you feel like it's been a long time since you felt his presence? It just seems like that he's nowhere close. The old timers of the church used to say that when we'd pray that the heavens were his brass. It just felt like that the prayers of the saints and the praises of the saints couldn't even make it to the ceiling because we are so far away from God. Let me remind you, dear child of God, that he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. He is always with us. He is always close by. He is near to the brokenhearted. And if we will praise him and glorify him, it will draw us nearer to him. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 says, offer up a sacrifice of praise to God continually. That word sacrifice means that it costs me something. It's not free. It, it doesn't just come naturally. I have to dig way down deep to get that praise. And then offer it up to him. <clears throat> My life may have been going so badly that I have to look way back in order to find something that I can praise God for. But let me tell you something. If you'll look and if you'll dig and if you'll go deep, you will discover the mighty things of God that have been displayed in your life and on your behalf and you can give him the praise that he deserves. Psalm 22 and verse 3 says, Yet you are holy. Holy oh you are enthroned upon the praises of israel you know what that means that means when israel would begin to praise the lord and glorify god jesus would just get himself enthroned god would just get himself enthroned upon those praises he would just move close to the hearts of his people. And he would sit down upon his throne of his royalty, his authority. And he would stay there in the presence uh, of the praises of his people. I want you to know that when you praise the Lord, uh, the Lord draws near to you. He draws near to those who draw near to him. uh, And he comes to where you are. And he sets up his throne of authority in the praises of his people. Boy, if you need God to do something for you, and I know that it shouldn't be our motivation to just praise him so that we can get something, but listen, it's a spiritual, natural thing that when you start praising God, God starts listening. And when God listens to your heart's cry and you begin to praise him and glorify him, he just comes to where you are and he just wraps his loving arms around you. He loves you. And he will draw near to you. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. And it was the duty of the trumpeters and the singers to make themselves heard with one voice to praise and glorify the Lord. And when they raised their voices, accompanied by the trumpets and the cymbals and the other instruments of music, And when they praised the Lord, saying, He indeed is good, for his faithfulness endures forever. Then the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want God's glory to fill this house. I want him to inhabit his house where his people are praising him. That scripture has always just thrilled me to read it, to know that when the people of God start praising God, God starts filling that place with his glory and they can't even stand to minister there because his glory is so great. What a wonderful thought. Uh, There are some theologians that think that that points back to a time when the the priests were actually slain in the Spirit. That, That the power of God and the presence of God was so wonderful and so evident that they couldn't even do what they normally do. That they could not stand, the Bible says, in the presence of the people to perform. It would be like if all of a sudden the power of God fell upon this house. And I just fell down in the floor because the presence of God was so awesome and so mighty and so powerful that I couldn't preach anymore. I couldn't perform my responsibility as a pastor because the glory of the Lord fills the house. I'm telling you, I long for the day when the glory of God fills the house where the people of God are praising and worshiping Him. I long for the day. The glory of God filled the house. So you say, well, pastor, I'm kind of new to this thing. I, I haven't been a Christian all that long. I don't really know how to praise God. I don't really know what that looks like. I don't really know what that sounds like. Well, let me just give you some ideas concerning the expressions of praise. The first one is people who praise speak praise. They use their mouth. They allow words to come out. I told you about the lady that I saw in the restaurant one day. She and her her uh, child, he was in the high chair and he was just throwing a hissy fit. And she was just, she'd say, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And the kid was just he was just screaming. He wasn't using words. She said, What's wrong with you? What can I do to help you? And he wouldn't do anything but just scream. And so finally, she looked at him and very sternly said, Use your words. And the little kid, and I saw this, I witnessed the little kid looked over at his mom and said, No. And I, I, I did look just like you. I just started chuckling right there in the restaurant. And I asked myself, who won? Who won that battle? I dare say it wasn't her. But the fact of the matter is, is that we've got to use our words if we're going to express praise to God. I know people in the church that when it comes time for praise and worship or whatever, they didn't they do this through the songs. They, they look at the screen. They, they, you know, they don't really sing. You know, they don't really worship. Clap your hands. Why don't you clap your hands? Now, I don't really want to do that. My hands are cold. I don't really want to do that. You know, I've got arthritis. It hurts. You know, whatever. Just don't really express themselves in praise at all until something really hits them. But listen, we don't have time to wait until something hits us. We need to praise the Lord and we need to use our words now. We need every day of our life to spree- speak praise unto God. Psalm 19 and verse 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Well, we can't say that if we never speak our praise to Him. We need to tell Him that we love Him. Here's the thing that we often do say, let's all praise the Lord, and we start saying, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Well, big deal. Why are you praising him? Tell him why you're praising him. Lord, I'm praising you because you are mighty. I praise you because you are holy. I praise you because you are my strength. I praise you because you are my glory. I praise you because you are my healer. I praise you because you are my deliverer. I praise you because you are my strong tower. I praise you because you got to use your words and let God know how much you love him and the reasons why. You know, I dare say that if all you ever do is say to your spouse, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Did you ever wonder why they love you? Why do you love me? Have you ever asked your spouse why? I double dog dare you. The next time that your spouse looks at you and says, I love you, I double dog dare you to say, Why? Tell me one thing that you like about me. Tell me another thing that really lights your fire. Is it because I make good cornbread? If it is, then tell me, I make good cornbread. Is it because I'm pretty or I'm good looking? If it is, tell me that. If it's because you like my personality, tell me that. If it's because you think I'm funny, tell me that. If it's because you think whatever, tell me that. Because I know that you love me. You wouldn't still be here if you didn't love me. But I want to know why you love me. Because when I know why you love me, it makes me want to do that even more than I've ever done it before. So tell them that you love them, but tell them why you love them. And I triple dog dare you that the next time you decide you're going to praise the Lord, uh, don't just say, I praise you. I praise you, Jesus. I praise you. I want you to start saying, Lord, I praise you because you came and you lived and you died and you rose again and you ascended under the right hand of the Father where you ever lived to make intercession for your saints. I praise you today and I glorify you. Speak praise. Next. Turn up the music. Did you ever tell your kids, turn that down? Turn that down, that's really getting on my nerves. Let me ask you this. How many of you like the same kind of music that your spouse likes? Same genre? So, how many of you hate what your spouse listens to? Okay. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Go into the other room and turn up the music. You know, modern technology has created these cool things that you stick in your ear. Uh, you call yours whatever you want to call them. I, you know, they're just, they're just ear, ear pods or whatever they are. You stick one of those in there or even better yet, if you want to be totally by yourself, put two of them in. And turn your music on. I mean, really, you don't even sleep. You just hold it out. I don't know. I'm an iPhone user. So I I say things like Siri, play. Uh Yeah, and then I have to shut her down because she'll start doing it here while I'm preaching. (laughs) And she'll just go out and she'll find that song and it'll start coming on. And then all of a sudden, our ears, we're ringing, we're moving. Woo, yeah. You know the problem with us, some of us is, because when we put the music on, we put on, I got friends in low places. Where the whiskey, whatever. Listen, let me just tell you, that ain't praise music. How many of you know that? You say, well, but I've been listening to it since I was a kid. Hey, climb up a little higher. Climb up a little higher. Listen to some praise music. Listen to something that will soothe your soul. Listen to something that will give you some of Jesus in your heart and in your life. Praise him with music. Praise him with the song. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Psalm 96 verses 1 and 2 says. He says sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord bless his name, proclaim good news of his salvation day to day. Good news is not whose bed have your boots been under, baby. It is praise to God and glorifying his name. Listen, I'm not against secular music. I know that there's some good stuff out there. But there's some stuff out there that will put things in our soul and in our spirit that we have no business listening to because it will not produce a positive thing in us. And it's time for us, if we're gonna praise the Lord, to just turn up the music and sing songs of praise and worship unto him. You say, well, I can't find anything that I like. Well, listen, if you can't find any praise music that you don't like, something's wrong with you. There's every kind of genre out there that you can imagine. How many of you know that if you like hard rock and roll, that there is some good hard rock and roll that lifts up Jesus? I know some of you, the old timers, I don't know, how do the devil's in rock and roll? (laughs) Listen. Lift up Jesus, turn up the music. I get in my truck. I get in my car. I turn that puppy on. I dial it up to about 25, uh, and I start singing like nobody's business. I know everybody that sees me thinks that I'm nuts and when I'm crazy. But I'm not nuts, and I'm not crazy, except for when I get in the Spirit. And then I start speaking in tongues a little bit and lifting my hands and slapping the you know the the, the wheel and all that kind of stuff. I, that happens occasionally. But listen, there are days and times that we just need to turn the music on and let Jesus lift our soul. Amen. Turn up the music. Psalm 47 and 1 says, clap your hands all ye people and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Don't you just hate that verse? Listen, if you're one of those old traditional you know kind of quiet just you're peaceful. It's like I'm going to go to church, but I sure hope that the pastor doesn't get beside himself. (laughs) I already know Justin's going to say, come on, come on, come on, say his name. Say it, you can say it, Jesus. Come on, say it, Jesus. I don't want any of that, I don't need any of that. I'm just one of those quiet worshipers. (laughs) Did you see Jane and Shana up here today? What were they doing? They were praising the Lord. They were praising the Lord. I'd rather somebody do that than somebody do this. Especially when the Bible tells us to lift our hands to the Lord. Especially when the Bible tells us to clap our hands unto the Lord. Especially when it tells us to shout unto God with a voice of triumph, there's too many of us going, "And I'm not. I'm gonna make it or not? Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lamb. Am I gonna make it? I ain't make it through 30 minutes through the music, and the pastor still got to preach and hallelujah. I mean, they gotta have chicken after church and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's time, church for us to enter into a spirit of praise uh, and come in here and glorify the name of the Lord, amen. Turn up the music. Thirdly, pray your praise. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But so often our prayers begin like this. It's me again, Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. My toenail hurts. Got a headache. Need to get me a few of those excedrins because my migraine is just off the rails today. But I wanted to come and tell you about it. So I think maybe you've forgotten that I had a headache today. And so I'm just coming right now. And then we make it real spiritual because we say, In Jesus' name, asking you to touch me asking me to help me. And then, Lord, I pray for my spouse. They've been mean this week. I'm telling you, they've had such a stinking bad attitude that I don't know if I can take it one more day with them. God, will you just show yourself mighty to them? Because if you don't, I'm going to slap the pudding out of them before this day's over. God, you've got to help me. God, God, God. Kids come in they say, Dad, you okay? Mom, you all right? Yeah, I'm okay. Why? Sounds like you're dying. No, I'm just praying. I'm just seeking God. Listen, it would transform our prayer life if we would pray our praise. If we would come to the throne room of God not defeated already, And asking God to help us to come out of our defeat to a place of victory. It would do us a world of good if we would realize that as the children of God, uh, we always fight from the standpoint of victory. The battle has already been won uh, and it's time for us to declare it uh, because of what he has done. And so when we approach him now, we can come in and say, you are holy. Your name is holy. Your name is high. You are exalted above the heavens. Lord, there's nothing on this earth uh, that is greater than you. And I come to you today not to just plead and beg and cry, but I come to lift up your name and glorify you and know that you are well able to do what needs to be done in our lives. I worship you and I honor you and I glorify you when's the last time you prayed like that pray with praise pray with a positive spirit and it'll make a difference Psalm 100 verse 4 enter into his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise give thanks to him and bless his name Philippians four, six and seven, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and, and and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We come in wanting to pray for peace when what we need to do is come in praying our praise and in the in the in the presence of that praise our peace will come so we've got to we've got to pray our praise fourthly we've got to stop fighting and start praising i want you to look closely at psalm chapter 46 verse 10 it says this cease striving and know that i am god I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted upon the earth. Those first two words are what I want you to notice. He says, cease striving. You know, there's a time and there's a place for spiritual warfare. I understand that. There are times that we, the people of God, have to kick in the gates of hell because they will not prevail against God's people. But there also comes a time when we need to just cease striving. We just need to back off. We just need to back up and let God be God. Cease striving. Stop fussing. Stop fighting about this or that or whatever. Stop complaining. That's striving. Stop having your head in that space and and say, God, I'm going to stop arguing and stop fighting and stop striving about this and I'm just going to turn it over to you because I know that when it's in your hands, it is right where it needs to be. Don't you love Facebook? Hate it at times. People get into these arguments with each other. And they just keep going and going and going and going. And just about the time you think it's settling down, somebody comes up with something else and it goes and goes and goes and goes. Settle for a day or two and then somebody sneaks in and says, well, thank God we stopped striving. And then all of a sudden they start striving again. Sometimes that's the way it is in our home. Some of you have an unhappy marriage because you've been striving over the same things for all the years you've been married. Give it up. Find a place where you can agree. Find a place where you can move on from it. Stop striving and start praising one another. Philippians chapter, I've already read that to you. Here's the final point that I want to make today before we go to the altar. Let your testimony be heard. That's a way to praise God. Our testimony is incredibly important in praise because it is a powerful way to express and share what God has done for us. Share your testimony. Share your testimony with others. Tell them what God has done. I love Revelation chapter 12. And verse 11, it says this. They overcame him. Say that. They overcame him. Say it like this. I overcame him. I overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. They overcame. How? By the blood of the of the lamb and by my acknowledgement of what the blood of the lamb has done for me my testimony is how i will overcome i refuse to say that i've been defeated i refuse to give the devil any glory because god deserves all of the glory and the praise and the honor so let your testimony go Let people know what God has done for you. I've selected a video that I want us to watch this morning. And here's what I've prayed. Lord, when we watch this video, I just pray that praise will sweep our house. I just pray that people all over the house will just say, I can't sit here any longer. I've got to stand up. I've got to praise the Lord. I've got to raise my hands. I've got to clap my hands. I've got to somehow find a way to express my praise to God. And I'm praying that while we listen to this video, that that kind of thing will happen in this house today. I'm not trying to manipulate you. I'm not trying to get you to do something just because I want you to do it. But I'm saying that I want you to allow the spirit of God to speak to you and bless you in such a way that something begins to build within your soul and your spirit. And you say, I, this human, am going to generate praise to God. And I can't sit here any longer. I can't can't stay silent anymore. I have to praise the name of the Lord. And then as we listen, and when we come to the conclusion, if you need prayer, I want the prayer, time, that prayer team to be here in place. And we're going to pray with you today. And we're going to believe that in an atmosphere of praise and worship, that God is going to change your focus. Will you play the video for me at this time?